Hi there, my name is Lee Klein, and we have to get ready for Jesus. Jesus is coming, and he said we're not prepared. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for openly just revealing to us the truth without holding back that we are not prepared to stand before you that day. We thank you that you are telling us ahead of time. You're telling us things to come. We love you and praise you for loving us, for caring about us, for, for loving us first. We love you, praise you, and give you all the glory. He is so amazing. You know, he, he's just not willing for any to perish. And so he's confronting us with truth. And lots of times people don't want to know the truth. They don't want to be confronted. They don't want to be corrected. And they're easily offended. And you don't want to be that way. You want to just let Jesus tell you the truth so that you can stand before him that day. You know, some people think, well, I've been saved forever. I'm ready. But if you don't know the truth, then how can you be ready? And how can you know the truth unless you confront him? It doesn't matter how old you are or how, how long you know, you think you've been a Christian and, and you're just ready. And um, most of those people, if I can just be truthful with you, is the longtime Christians are the ones who aren't ready because they're unwilling to be told anything. Jesus said he loves us, and so he's going to correct us because he cares. So anyway, um, saved or unsaved, we need to hear everything Jesus has to say. And today he wants the message to come across really clear that liars detest him. I want to read to you um, what he said in John to the disciples. So, um, he said, if God were your father, you would love me and respect me. Not to the disciples, I'm sorry, to the Pharisees. If God were your father, you would love me and respect me and welcome me gladly. For I proceed, came forth from God, out of his very presence. I did not come on my own authority or my own accord. I was self-appointed, but he sent me. He sent me. Why do you misunderstand what I say? It's because you're unable to hear what I'm saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching. You are of the Father. You, you, you are of your Father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your Father. He was a murderer from the, a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks of falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself, and the father of lies and of all that is false. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me, you do not trust me, you do not rely on me or adhere to me. And that's kind of what I was just saying. Many people don't want to hear the truth. And he was saying that if they knew the Father, they'd listen. And that their Father was the devil, and there's no truth in him. And the message that Jesus wants to get across today is, many times we think lies are okay. A little white lie is okay. 
But he's saying that their father is the devil because they're believing that lie. And so if you believe that lie that he's telling you, then he's your father. And so we got to know that truth. We have to be willing to hear the truth. We have to be teachable, the Word tells us. Jesus said there's no truth in Him. And so, if you follow Him, you're following a lie and you're living a lie. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought because He's sneaky. So, you can think you're a Christian and you're listening to the enemy because He's sneaky he comes dressed as an angel of light. You can think that you're following Jesus, but yet you're living a lie. Then really, who is your father? The Pharisees thought they were righteous. They thought so. But Jesus called them out. He said, no, your father is the devil because you won't hear me. And we talked about betraying Jesus yesterday by our sin. And sin is betraying him. And if we won't hear him, we're betraying him. We're not recognizing him as God, as sent. And on that day, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You practice lawlessness. So, following the father of lies makes you a liar. It makes you a liar. Because you're really against Jesus then. If you're not for me, you're against me. If you're not representing me, same as, then you're representing the evil one. If you're not taking captive your thought, and you're letting the enemy control you with theories and reasonings, you're lying. We can't point out our own error. We have to have Jesus to show us the truth. And today he's showing us very clearly that we're lying when we follow after the enemy. I want to read to you in Revelation 21. But as for cowards and, igno and the ignoble and the contemptible, and the cravingly lacking in courage and cowardly submissive, and as for the unbelieving and faithless, as for the depraved and defiled with abominations, and as for the murders and the lewd and the adulterers, and the practices of magic arts and adulterers, those who give supreme devotion to anyone or anything other than God, and all liars, those who knowingly convey untruth by word and deed, all of these shall have their part in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. The Word says God detests a liar. If you're a liar, there's no truth in you. In fact, all these things mentioned here are those who totally ignore God. They sin. They betray Him. And sometimes we, we don't realize, but we do knowingly lie. We knowing, knowingly um, don't tell the truth because we don't want anyone to know or it just is covering something up and it feels better not to tell the truth. But if you get on your knees, if you get before Jesus 
and you want to be corrected, longtime Christian or or not, or barely knowing God, He's going to tell you the truth because He loves you. And if you're a liar, your father is the devil. Your father is the devil. If you're a liar, if you're following his lies. And you know, people are so nonchalant about sin. That's okay. God understands. He loves everyone. Everyone's going to heaven. And that's not true. He just told you that right here. Judas didn't go to heaven. The one who is now doomed to destruction, destined to be lost, the scripture might fulfill. That was Judas, be fulfilled. He said, you are better not even to be born. There's no exceptions. Yeah, Judas started out being a disciple. Maybe you started out on fire for God and then you started compromising. You started lying, thinking it was okay. Because the enemy comes in to your thought life, just like you did Judas. We talked about that yesterday. He gives you a thought. When you act on it, he takes possession of you. What does that mean? Jesus said that. That means he is your father. And you're bowing down to him when you bow down to sin. You're betraying Jesus. You're engaged with the enemy. You're not engaged with Jesus to be married to him. We got to know this truth. This truth will set us free from the hold the enemy actually has on us. Jesus is revealing truth to us today. He wants us to know the truth. He doesn't want us living a lie. Because if we live a lie, then on that day, you might still be calling him Lord, because you ignored that, that, that um, nudge where he showed you what you were doing was wrong. And it's a still small nudge. And so you got to stop and say, Lord. But sometimes many just keep going. It's okay. Because the, the enemy comes as soon as you hear the word. And he says, it's okay. God loves everyone. He loves you. He does love you. But your choice, either you choose life or death, you choose him or the enemy by the choices that you're making. This is pretty scary. The cowards, ignoble, the, the contemptible, cravingly lacking in courage, Cowardly, submissive. I can think of all kinds of things that we do that put us in those categories. The unbelieving and the faithless. You know, many think they have faith just because they believe Jesus exists. Well, I believe he's real. But that's not what faith is. Faith is the opposite of being a coward. Faith is believing what you can't see. The enemy uses what you can see to control you. Faith is believing 
But you can't see with your eyes, but believing the word, believing Jesus, believing that if you sin, you're betraying him, believing that any compromise that you make is risking your relationship with Jesus. If he comes tomorrow and you're not prepared, if, if you've been betraying him, it'll be like for you, like it was for Judas. It was too late. He betrayed Jesus. This is, my messages are like getting in our face because, and not so popular, but the reason is, is because Jesus doesn't want to say, away from me, I never knew you. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. But many on that day will say, but Lord, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for him to say that. They weren't prepared. We're not ready. But Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did many mighty works in your name. How can you say this to us? And he's going to say, I didn't know you away from me. I didn't know you. We didn't have a relationship. You were having a relationship with the enemy. He was your God. You did what he told you to do. He was your father. So he's telling the Pharisees, your father is the devil. If he wasn't, you'd be listening to me. If he wasn't, you'd be doing the word. You'd be hungry, on fire to know the truth. And not dawdling around in sin, thinking it's okay being fooled, deceived by that one that dresses as an angel of light, coming to deceive you and rob you of your eternal life, of your groom, that one that gave his life for you. He's the one who really loves you. The enemy does not. He does not love you. He hates you. You're God's child, He hates God. So he hates you. He wants to trick you into being your father so that you spend eternal, eternity with him in the lake of fire. You don't want to do that. It's not worth a compromise. Get to know Jesus. You can't even know the truth unless you know Jesus. And you can't know Jesus if you won't listen, if you think you know it, if you think you know it all. Those who said, Lord, Lord, they obviously thought they knew Jesus. But Lord, seriously, we cast out demons in your name. We did many mighty things in your name. How can you say this to us? How can you reject us? You knowingly rejected him. You know he hates pride, yet you wouldn't listen. 
He sends someone younger than you, and you got offended. They don't know more than I do. He sent them. I'm sure the Pharisees were all older than Jesus. Those religious leaders, he wouldn't send him. He looks of nothing. Who does he think he is? Yeah, I think he might be right, but I'm not bowing down to him. Yeah, it's bothering me what he's saying. He might know more than I do. But I'm jealous. Let's get rid of him. Let's, let's get rid of him. Let's find a way to kill him. Let's get him out of here. We were here first. We're older. We've been doing this longer than he has. And really, that's what happens in the church. Somebody comes in, God sends, sends someone, and they're rejected. They're rejected, just like Jesus was. Persecution comes with obeying God. Persecution comes from those who will not obey God. They don't like what he's saying. They don't like that conviction. But the person that will submit to God and let God call them a liar now won't be a liar on that day because you'll know the importance, how important that is, and that you're betraying him and that the Father the devil would be your father if you would keep going in that direction. I don't want Satan to be my God. I'm not going to compromise and let him control me. He's not my father. So then why would I lie? Why would I do that? Why would I put a God before him? Before God? Why would I? I don't want to live with Satan forever. I don't like him. He's not nice. He's evil. He harasses and oppresses, condemns, fools you, tries to make you think he's good and he's not. And he works through a lot of religious people in the church. They act just like him. I could say, your father is a devil. If he wasn't, you'd listen to me. I didn't come on my own authority. He sent me. So God, he detests liars. I just um, wandered over here and, and just want to read this in and, and verse 5, and we're actually in Revelation 21. And he who was seated on the throne said, See, I make all things new. Also he said, Record this, for these sayings are faithful, accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy, and true, genuine. And he further said to me, It's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I myself will give water without price from the fountain of springs of 
water of life. And he who is victorious shall inherit all these things, and I will be God to him, and he shall be my son. Be victorious. Be persecuted. Be corrected. Follow Jesus, and you will live forever with him. You will be his son, his daughter. You won't partake in the second death. That in the in the um, lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. We have a lot to look forward to. Those of us who want to live with God, those of us who are willing to be corrected and without compromise. Revelation twenty one one. Then I saw the new sky, heaven, and the new earth, for the former sky. And the former earth has passed away, had passed away, vanished, and there no longer existed any sea. These are things to come. He's telling us things to come. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, all arrayed like a bride, beautiful, adorned for her husband. That would be us. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne and perceived its distinct word saying, See? The abode of God is with men. We're going to live with God. He will live in camp and tent among them, and they shall be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be anguish, sorrow, or mourning, nor grief, nor pain anymore for the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, See, I make all things new. Also, he said, Record this, for these sayings are faithful, accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy and true. And he further said to me, It's done. I'm the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. To the thirsty, I myself will give water without price from the fountain that springs of water of life. He who is victorious shall inherit all these things, and I shall be a God to them, and he shall be my son. So, if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, get ready. Jesus is coming. You have to be ready. You don't plan on getting married without getting ready. It starts with asking Jesus to come on, live on the inside of you. And let him correct you. He said he's knocking on the door of your heart. Revelation 3.20. And if you heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. If you don't, of course, the enemy is going to possess you. you got to make that choice. And he's going to teach you. He's going to dine with you. He's going to dine with you. Think about what that means. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us. You want to be our God. You want us to be your sons and daughters. But you've given us a choice. And those with me today, and myself, we have to make that choice. I choose you, Jesus. Come and live on the inside of me. Be my God. 
I commit to do your will and not my own. Of course, I need you to help me. Help me get ready for that wedding day. Help us, Lord. We love and praise you and give you all the glory. Jesus has something to say. He said, I am waiting. I am holding back. I am giving you time to get ready for my return. But hurry. Hurry. It's almost time. Get ready. I'm coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love it when he talks to us. He's talking to us. If you're listening, he has so much to reveal to you. He wants to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. He wants to guide you in truth and love. Get ready. He's coming. Make sure you're not following the voice of the enemy. He comes, tries to look like Jesus, dressed as an angel of light. Don't let him fool you. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you said that prayer today, then get on your knees every day. If you didn't say it, you can still say it. He said, hurry up, though. Get on your knees. Commit to him. Let him teach you. Love you and praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us. Isn't he awesome? Praise him. Just say, I love you. I praise you. I give you all the glory. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for saving me. You're so good. God bless you.